Spoonful of Paolo, here we go. Hey guys, it's Paolo. So today I am really excited because I am talking to the star of the Connors, the one and only Lori Metcalf. Yes, I mean, who doesn't love Aunt Jackie, right? So let's see if we can get the scoop on season three of the Connors and I can't wait to see you guys with Lori. Okay, hi. Hi. Thank you so much, Lori, for being a guest on A Spoonful of Paolo. We, we're huge fans of you and your work, so it's an honor. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I very much wanted to meet you. Really? Yes, oh, yes. Yeah. You know what, once the re one of the reasons why is uh, that I wanted to be uh, interviewed by you or do an interview with you is was I could always tell that you do such great, um, well, maybe not research, hmm. but you really think about, uh, I don't know, different areas to go into that um, uh, aren't the normal types of questions. Oh so I really appreciated all the work that you did. Oh my God, Thank, I like, oh, that means, uh, that means a lot coming from you because like <laughs> I, I've been watching you like forever and for an idol, someone you admire and love to say that, I am taking that in, I'm being present, and I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much, really. Um, oh my God, okay, so there's so much to talk about, but I first want to say congratulations. Season three, The Connors, it's returning yeah. on Wednesday, October 21st. Um, yeah. I was just telling my husband that if there's a show out there that can come back during this crazy time, it would be The Connors. Um, what's it been like for you and your co-stars to come back during the pandemic What's, what's it been like? What's it been, what are you feeling? I think um, we're on a big learning curve. I think we were actually sort of the guinea pigs uh, here out here in LA. Uh, we were the first show to come back. I think there had been maybe a soap opera or um, not sure what else, but the lot was ex just empty. And um, we all, f I, was, I was a little trepid about it at the beginning. But um, we met with uh, COVID people, experts, and by Zoom, and uh, our line producer went to extreme measures to make us feel safe. And so we are, our protocol is like really rigid, and uh, we only go in four days a week. Of course, we have no live audience anymore, and we have a, a smaller crew, and um, we get tested every day cast does and we you know even anybody who drives onto the lot they get their temperature taken then when you go into the building get your temperature taken so we've done six episodes so far already six so. episodes wow you know in the promo because i know you're not going to tell us anything about it and i get that but in the promo we do see you guys like wearing the mask so i obviously like i think the pandemic will take place like in the show i'm thinking like from what we see um which is going to be really fun because i think at this time we need that we need some humor you know some love and and a lot of us can relate to that so we're excited about that but we don't but it's a peripheral um storyline you know because nobody also wants to be swamped by you know the, by it being the the main part of every show so it's it's uh, representative of where we are now uh in the month of you know october when this is going to air and where we are in the pandemic in the month of october so People have their bubbles in the in, in on and off the show, and um, you know the family is quarantining together, and and staying and staying you know really uh, obeying the rules and yeah so it's 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 present but it's not omnipresent you yeah. know yeah yeah okay you know we have to talk a few about Jackie's scenes because she's had some 
amazing, hilarious, you know, episodes. And the one that comes to my mind when I'm thinking is the one that was last season, season two, which was the Threpo episode, which the writing was so good. I mean, my parents who are from Italy, I mean, they watch you guys, they were watching, they watch you guys every week. I'm like, oh my God, do my Italian parents know what a Threpo is? But you guys, the writing was so good, really. So like when you get the script, Lori, and you see, because the writing is great, like I said, but when you get it and you see the words, do you just know where the laughs are? Do you just know what you're going to do? Or do you really have to study it at this time? Because you've been doing this for over 40 years now, you know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, but girl, you look so good to be quiet. been like this for, you know, for that, that number of years. <laughs> I think the character is so crazy. They can take that character anywhere, anywhere they want. To explore a thruple was, you know, right in Jackie's alley. But, um, yeah, I, I heard... I hadn't read it. I heard that there was a thruple involved. I didn't know. I didn't know in, you know, our writers are so good. I didn't know uh, if it would, um, how it would play out. I didn't, I didn't know where that idea would take the writers. So I loved, uh, I loved what they came up with and that it, uh, I didn't, it was probably the first relationship that Jackie's been in that she didn't sabotage herself. You know, the couple kind of did, you know, and then I don't know if you remember, there's a tag with uh, Sharon and Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> so I love that callback that there were other people in the town who had heard that Jackie was, might be up for another throuple, you know? Yeah. That, I, the, the tags are always so hilarious. So funny. And, I know. Um, it's okay because I know you remember your first laugh because you, like, you say your first laugh you were in high school when you did your play and you remember that first laugh. But can you, you think about your life, you know, and it's like now you just get laughs nonstop. From, it's like you've earned every single laugh. So I hope you take that in when people are laughing at the work that you do. You have to take it in because, I mean, you really, you're just a phenomenal, talented woman. So really, thank you. Thank you. Thanks. I like um, dissecting where a laugh maybe could go or like trying to find an unexpected place where a laugh could maybe go and working with the writers like that, you know, either on a TV script or in a play, say. Um, yeah, I just like the exploration of it. So it's a constant what if, what if, what if. Oh, let me try this. Let me try that. So it, it, they're not always apparent on the page. But then on your feet and working, you know, in front of the crew, we have no live audience anymore, but we have a crew that gets a kick out of us. So, you know, they have, and then you, and then you can modify it, shape it, you know, and, you know, they, they've given me a, a kind of a free pass to go as broad as I want, you know, because the character is so broad and so crazy. You know, or, or, yeah, she's, well, yeah, it's, she's crazy. She's crazy in a good way, you know. <laughs> There's other adjectives I could use, but why, you know, why not just go to the heart of yeah. it? Yeah, and nuts. speaking of her being crazy, there's there's a scene um, of, it's when, it's Jackie's uh, dad's death scene that has gone viral on TikTok that it's been going, it's like everyone's been reenacting it, like using your words, but just reenacting it. So, of course... I have to get in the fun and do it. So I want to show you it, what oh. I did. Oh, cool. Um, I haven't seen this. Oh, my God. Thousands of people have re redoing you. So obviously, I'm like, well, I'm interviewing the star, so I have to do it. So I'm going to show you this. It's Jackie. Just part of it here. Okay. Jackie. I'm fine. Fine. <laughs> I'm fine. I have some bad news. Dad is not with us anymore. 
I said, Dad has passed away. He's passed away. Dad is gone. Dad's dead. He's dead. No, Dad. Dad. He's fine. He sends his love. I am never doing that again. How did you get the timing on that? Oh, my God. Look, I don't know. Look, you're a genius at what you do. You're a genius at what you do. But uh, literally, I think I did how many takes? Like seven or eight. Yeah. But I, I, it was just, I mean, yeah, you're just a genius. So, yeah. But, you know, it was just fun because, like, I'm interviewing you. I'm like, I have to put this in the TikTok world because, hello, how many people get to interview a legend like you? So, yeah, thank you for that. That's amazing. And I love the um, shirt choice that uh, you make. Thank you. I was trying. It looks, it looks like Jackie's costume. I tried. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, okay, so Roseanne, it premiered, it was October 18, uh, 1988. It's, did you ever think 32 years later that you would still be playing Jackie and that she would be a huge hit with the audience? Like, it's crazy. No, we did nine seasons and then um, it ended and I always thought, oh, wouldn't it be great to do a reunion show at some point, one, one episode? And, uh, and then these reboot ideas started. I think it started with Will and Grace. Yeah, Will and Grace. Did, yeah. Their cast back together. And so Sarah Gilbert got the idea of putting our cast back, back, back together and everybody said yes right away. So um, we did, I think we only did 13 though. And then the year after that, maybe we did 10 or 10, then 13. So now we're doing 19, we're doing full seasons. I never thought um, it would come back um, into full seasons. But like you started out saying, if, if there's any TV family that you sort of want to watch go through some of the things that you're also going through, it might be the Connors. Yeah, it's so true. How do you think Jackie has evolved since we saw her like, you know, in 1988, because I feel like she's definitely grown. We've seen that, but how do you think, you playing her, how do you think she's evolved since 1988 and now we're in like 2020? Um, the, 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 the seed of it, the kernel of it is still the same. It's, it's little sister uh, with a complex about that. I think, and uh, a bit of she she can feel a bit victimized about that sometimes, and she acts out, and she, um, but she's uh, you know she's she inserts herself into whatever the family is up to, either in a good way or a bad way. Sometimes she saves the day, sometimes she you know ruins the day. And she's, she's never landed on a career. She's just sort of flitting around, still trying to figure that out. And relationships, same thing. So she's, a lot of people say, you know, they have an aunt, they have uh, somebody in their family who sort of is the Jackie of the group, you know, like, um, but I, and she's got a, I guess her bizarre sense of humor has stayed the same over all these years, but um, it's, it's, it's funny because back in the day with the kids on the show were so young and I was the aunt. Now I'm still the aunt technically, but it's more like we're all peers now. And that's how we sort of feel off camera too. You know, now it's, now it's a, a house full of adults rather than there was that big divide back in the day of, of 
from the kids being so young. I mean, Michael Fishman just directed his first episode. Wow. Of the show. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's so yeah. crazy. He's so small and now he's directing an episode. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Can I just say really thank you? Because, uh, you know, uh, when the, Roseanne transitioned into the Connors, I know everybody, you're, everybody's going through their thing. What do we do? Do we do it? Do we not? It's a tough situation. But I just want to say thank you because obviously the ratings speak for itself for the show. But thank you for saying yes and thank you for signing on because I think more than ever, we need the last from the Connor family. And I'm so glad you're a part of it. So really take that in. Well, so I'm grateful. glad to hear you say that because I was on the fence for a long time about it, about making that decision because I didn't I didn't know if it would work and I didn't want to make matters even worse than they already seemed to be at, in at that time and and so it was a I felt like it was a real risky move but we all wanted to um, uh, keep the the crew employed that was a big uh, part of the decision and in hindsight now i am so glad that that we all decided to go for it and um one of the things that the writers explained to us that i sort of sold me was and i think it's proof proven to be true is that people are s still interested in stories about those specific characters and writers go all the way back to the original um, and so they they are the ones that know the characters inside and out. Yeah, it's so crazy. Oh my God. You know, I know when you auditioned for the show, like you have such a crazy story because you allowed yourself two weeks to go to LA from Chicago. You said, I'm giving myself two weeks to get a movie or something. And, and then what happened? Because it's really, I want everybody to know how inspiration and that you were in the right place at the right time that this came to you, you know? That was literally it. I, I, uh, I had done, um, a movie called Desperately Seeking Susan. With Madonna. With, yeah, with Madonna and uh, Rosanna Arquette. And I had a small part uh, because, and I only got in that because I happened to be in New York doing a play that was popular, you know, back then called Balm and Gilead. And, uh, and so these casting directors asked me to come in and audition for this TV show, Roseanne. And, uh, because they had heard that I was in LA, you know, just, I, I just went to LA on a whim for two weeks and slept on friends' couches to see if I could uh, get a movie. I don't know why I thought I'd ever get a movie. I still don't do movies. I don't know what I was thinking, but I thought two weeks couldn't hurt. So they, they knew me, the casting directors knew me, and they asked me to come in and uh, because they were casting Roseanne and there were no sides for Jackie. Roseanne just knew that she wanted a sister character in it. And, um, it, and I went in and I read the Roseanne sides because they hadn't written anything for the other character. And then they wanted to call me back. And so the um, casting directors were really happy for me. And I remember thinking, oh, I don't know. I hadn't even thought about doing TV, let alone a sitcom because I was, um, I mean, I don't, I, I, I had no experience in anything, so I don't know what I was thinking, but I was wary of being like typecast as a character on a sitcom if it had become successful and never being seen as anything but that ever again, you know? I didn't want to become Urkel and then have to spend the rest, you know, many years afterwards trying to be somebody else, you know, want to just, just be that, just be Jackie. That's what, we, so, but they convinced me, no, 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 you, you really have to take this, 
or go for it, you know. So again, in hindsight, I'm so, so glad that I did. It's been such a big part of my life and, and continues to be now. Yeah. So explain this to me. How this is you've been doing this for such a long time, but then people will be surprised to know that you have a camera phobia, which I even till today I've known about this about you, but I don't understand it because you quote and I said you said um, you said you think it would be cured by now, but it isn't. And so now I realize that it never will be. So how do you do so well in front of a camera, but then you have the camera phobia? Like, are you hide? Is it just the nerves inside that we don't see because you're so talented? Like, how does that work? I just. Um... You know, on the show, we would uh, rehearse for four days and then tape on Friday, and they would bring the live audience in, and um, and there's a lot of adrenaline in the room, and I would put this all this pressure on myself, like to do the best first take that I could make it and not mess up, because that was the first time that the that audience in the studio was going to see it, and you'd get the purest laughs or whatever. You go on to do it over and over and over again in front of the audience, but I just put this pressure on myself that I didn't need to, but I couldn't, that's what I couldn't get out of my head. So that made me fearful that I was going to mess up. And also, you know, you shouldn't be, but you're also, I feel a little under rehearsed every Friday when you, <laughs> to go in front of that audience because, you know, the, you've had four days of rehearsal, but the script is constantly changing. So I like to over-rehearse, not under-rehearse. So yeah, I'd rather you do that. I love that. I'm a little hesitant about that also. So I, I always felt I was on shaky ground in front of that audience. So I would spend a lot of my energy. I, I, I wished I could just relax and enjoy the taping part of it, but I was always trying to use... Um, any extra energy that I had during the scene to hide how, um, you know, shaky I felt, how nervous I felt. And yeah, it's never gone away. I mean, right now we're working without an audience. For me, it's a, it's a lot of the pressure is off. I kind of like it better that way. Although we do miss that burst of adrenaline that you get in front of the live crowd. But, but um, yeah, I just, after years, you know, like like about season five or something, it finally clicked. You know, this isn't going away. I'm not, there's no cure for this for me. So I just have to, you know, know that I'm going to feel shaky. You know, it's the same with um, close-ups in a movie or you just feel, you know how it is like to sit and have a portrait taken. You start to feel a twitch or you're, you know, you're, you're you're just feel like under a microscope and it's not the most freeing feeling in the world where you're trying to just relax and be yourself in front of a camera it there's it's so true it's so true because i when we when my i hate taking photos so my and i don't like smile my smile has to be naturally but then my husband patrick would say paolo either we'd have to pinch me when we're taking a photo together just so i can get a, a natural smile or if i don't mm -hmm. and i'm staying there too long i start you're right twitching on the lip like it shakes a little bit on the right side so but I, yeah you, you, you get inside your own head yes. and you're starting to think, does, do I look natural? Does it, you know, what's yeah. this? So um, I envy actors who don't have that uh, barrier, mm. you know, they can, that they actually enjoy mm. being filmed or photographed. You well, know? I envy you more because you didn't let that stop you from living your dream. And that is to remind everyone out there that 
you can conquer it. You can still, you could still do it. And you didn't let that stop you. So I'm so grateful. And thank you for not letting that like really stop. One thing is I don't get it on a stage in theater. Yeah, I don't, I don't have it there. You know, cause I just feel more, I don't know. I'm there at a distance. It's not being recorded. That's a, a major thing too. Cause also while you're doing it, you're knowing this is here forever now. Being recorded. In the theater, it disappears, it evaporates, and you do it again the next night. You know, you grew up in Southern Illinois in a small town, I think at the time at 10,000 people. And when you were nine years old, I would read that you would go outside, set up your lawn chairs, and you had a swing set, and you would swing to the song, The Red Robin Comes Bop Bop Bopping Along, um, and you would charge people to let them see you do that. And now today, you know, you're a Broadway TV film star, you have three Emmys, two Tonys, you're an Oscar nominated. Um, like, do you wish you would have charged people back then way more for what you charged them? Because I mean, literally, literally you could have, you know that, <laughs> right? Oh, <laughs> boy, I, I, I wish I could, I wish I could see my nine-year-old self, you know, pumping away on that swing, you know, with a little record player going beside me and thinking, you know, uh, I don't, I don't know why you find this entertaining, but someday you will be really able to, you know, say that, you know, you have the opportunity in a bunch of different ways, you know, like you said, uh, TV and film and, and theater to, 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 um, entertain people and you'll make a freaking living at it. I mean, I would have blown my little nine-year-old mind if I had been told that. Wow. wow. What do you think when you say that nine-year-old, from everything you continue to accomplish, what would she be most proud of? Like you, when you look back at the nine-year-old yourself, where do you think she'd be like, wow, I can't believe you conquered that. I can't believe you, you did that. What do you think? I have, there's so many things that, um, there's so many areas of acting that I've been able to enjoy. Um, film, TV, and uh, theater, and even um, animated, animated work. And story. the, the, yeah, the um, amazing thing is I feel like in each area, I've gotten to be on one of the top shows of that area, like Toy Story. If, if you're going to do animation, you know, go be in Toy Story. If you're going to go do TV, go be on the number one show for nine years on ABC, which was Roseanne, you know. Or if you're going to be in theater, go start your own company called Steppenwolf. You know, and 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 that and and be on Broadway, and if you're gonna go do a movie once every twenty years, make it be Lady Bird. You know, I've just been I've just um, been so lucky to be involved in such an ex extraordinary uh, show for each one of these areas. I don't. I don't know how it. I don't know how it happened. Well, it happened because you were ready. You did the work. You worked. Really I was in the right place at the right time. Exactly, and everything you've been doing. Exactly. Yes. Uh, uh, you know what I love about you is that you're not a Hollywood diva. 
even though there's nothing wrong with that, but you literally, I mean, you think about it, you know, I know you don't, you don't need that huge mansion in Hollywood Hills. I know that you don't need a designer dressing up every day. I know that you like buying things from Target and Ikea. Um, what, what, no, but seriously, what has, because you could easily have been on that other side, but what kept you grounded, you think, you know, because you could, you could easily be there, but you're not. Like, you, you know what you want. You're showing your kids, you know, so where does that come from, you think? I think it's uh, growing up in the Midwest, you know, like, and, and coming up through a, a really small homegrown um, theater company where, you know, we had to do everything for ourselves. So we sat in the box off. Well, it wasn't even a box office. We sat, if you weren't in the show, you either had to sell the tickets or you had to clean the bathroom. And if you were in the show, you had to, you know, find your own costume, go to the thrift store, put your own costume together. And if you were doing, say, um, True West, uh, you would have to, you know, bring in your toaster from home so that, you know, there would be enough toasters on the set. It was just, um, it was all, it was all, you know, just, just do it yourself, you know? And I don't know, I, I like that way of working and I like the, um, I, I like, I like a sort of an ensemble feel to things, you know, where you're all, it's not about the one standout role, the diva role, it's about, everybody working their hardest to make the whole thing the best that it can be. I don't know. I, I, I just think of it sort of as a Midwest mentality. I know. Oh, that's why I feel very comfortable speaking with you because is what you see is what you get. You are the real deal, you know, and I love that that's about you. you. That's what you do too. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, it's my parents, it's my father who came from Italy and came to America to live a dream and open these grocery stores, you know, for his kids. And, you know, and I think I get that heart and that, that passion for living your dream for my father. Um, so yeah, and I think that's who we are. So, and you're just a great example to your, all four of your children. So I love that about you. So, okay. Um, we, you know, because obviously you started here at the Steppenwolf Theater here in Chicago. And I know that things are, people are struggling because we're in this crazy pandemic. So we're a little web show, but in honor of you, because we are so, uh, we're so happy to have you on our show that we wanted to donate $500 to Steppenwolf Theater in honor of you. Oh, thank you so much. That that means so much to me. That's so kind of you. Oh my God, that's really touching. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Yeah, we just want to put it out there for anyone who's watching because everyone, a lot of people are struggling, especially the theater community. And I think of, you know, the families and the crew and the actors, like they're struggling right now. So, you know, if you have something, anything, a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, you know, it's like, you know, it's this is the time when they need our help, you know, so and we want to do that in honor of you, okay? I really appreciate it. Chokes me up. Thank you. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh my god, you're such a you're such a beautiful person. Thank you. Um, okay, so we're gonna end with this. I, the last couple guests, you know, I've been at Rosie O'Donnell, Tyra Banks, uh, Lynn Whitfield. I've been asking, you know, obviously time right now is to get out there and vote. So if I were to ask Jackie, if I were to ask her, hey, Jackie, why should I get out there and vote? What do you think, mm. she, would, what do you think she would say to me right now? Uh, she would say, um, she, would, she would be one of the people who would say and mean, I'm still kind of tripped yeah. up, oh. uh, because your life depends on it right now. Mm. 
So I put my ballot in. I walked it down to the library yesterday, and that mm. felt so good to mm, okay. do that. I'm sure it did. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it did, really. Yeah. Do you think Jackie would have mailed it, or would she have uh, waited would have marched over there. Yeah. <laughs> or put on the pussy hat that she wore on one episode she and totally ridden her bike down there, yes. you know, like screaming and waving it the whole way. Or I remember something, that. Something, you know, loose. Yeah, that's so true. Oh my gosh. Uh, I, I don't want to end it, but I am going to end it because, you know, you, you have to do other things. But I just, I want to take this opportunity and anyone who's watching to be inspired, you know, because this moment means so much to me and my husband and to have someone who you've looked up and someone you just love and you're so gracious and kind. I think um, I just have to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being who you are and for, and for spreading your talent you know, with, to all of us so we can watch you every night, Wednesday night, starting uh, October 21st, okay? <laughs> uh, thank you so much. I love doing this because I knew that you would be so easy to talk to. Oh my God, thank you. You know, I used to work with Sarah Gilbert um, at the talk. I used to, I was the assistant for the ladies only the, the, for the first season when everyone was there. And um, I was in charge of like taking care of their dressing rooms and, you know, just like doing what I had to do and she was a guest on our show a couple years ago and it's like you said like you always say it's you're at the right place at the right time and I feel like people are like well why do you want to work on the talk you're just cleaning their dressing rooms and you're making getting their food but I just always in the back of my mind if I can see how this works because my dream is always to be a talk show host and you know and just take that in I feel like I, I could do this and you know and with my husband here we are our 10th season a dream guest right now to speak with you and um yeah thank you thank you so much Thank you, and thanks for the gift, too. You're welcome. And it's already paid. I went on their website this morning. Patrick's like, you did it already? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, it's already there. So it's already, and I put it in honor of you and your name. So in honor of you. So I did that, okay? Thank you. Good luck. Wednesday nights. Can't wait, okay? Thank you, Lori. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining me today on the A Spoonful Apollo podcast. For tons more interviews or the video version of this episode, visit our website, aspoonfulapollo.com or our YouTube channel. I'm Paolo Presta, and I hope you always remember to dream big. Dream, dream, dream big. Spoonful Apollo! <laughs> <laughs>